and welcome to Apon Plays, the All Ports Open Network's premium Patreon-first actual play podcast. This is episode 15 and the first episode of our new adventure in the world of Free League's Tales from the Loop. I'm your host, Joshua Wise, and for this adventure, Chris Tasheda and Chris Sumsky will be joining me as we adventure through the dark mind of Blaine Martin, who will be our game master. Blaine comes to us courtesy of the You Are Not Alone podcast, so you should go check that out by going to at notalone underscore horror on Twitter. If you're listening to this early on Patreon, we want to say thanks for your support, and if not, please consider heading over to patreon.com slash allportsopen to back us. For as little as a buck a month, you can get Apon Plays episodes six weeks before they become available to everyone else. As well, the character creation episode for this series is exclusive to Patreon backers and will be available soon. And of course, you can find all of our stuff, including many other great podcasts like Pot of Love, No Avatars Allowed, and the horror series Weeping Cedars at allportsopen.com. Okay, now that all that is done, let's head on over to the game. Uh, with me, uh, once again, to my left, is Spike. How are you, Spike? Doing all right. All right, great. A man of many words. Uh, and to his left, uh, Mr. Blaine Martin, our, our happy GM. I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I didn't ask, though. Uh, um, I, <laughs> I, think I, I think I used that joke on him a couple episodes ago. <laughs> and to his left, those those high-pitched tones, no, it isn't Minnie Mouse. It's Chris Umsky. Why, hello, sir. Yep, always a downer. Always, uh, <laughs> always, always. I'm going to keep talking and interrupting you. There we go. There, so oh, what? What? <laughs> The downside of having a ubiquitous nickname is I never get a last name on any of these. How, yes. Would you like to be Senor Spike? Would you like to be Spike? Maestro, I think. Maestro, Maestro Spike. Spike. Okay. <laughs> Spike, let's butcher his last name. Yeah, I actually don't Tricks know that I've ever heard your last name pronounced. Anyone want to give it a shot? It's no. like tzatziki sauce, right? <laughs> I, I, I've always, for whatever reason, in my head, just when I've glanced at it on Facebook, is like Taxia. Nope. It just had a seizure. Blaine, yeah. you want to give it a shot? No. <laughs> Tachycardia. I've heard you my... pronounce it numerous times. Still no. Tashada. Tashada. Yeah. Okay, cool. Tashada. Spike yeah, Tashada. Yeah, he's throwing shade here. Tashada. I don't know why that would be hard. If you've heard that multiple times, why wouldn't you just... Tashada? Because you looked at the word, the letters in the uh -huh. name first, and you were confused. Okay. But I mean, just... like, Blaine's known Spike for a really long time. Yep. Blaine has been drunk most of that time. <laughs> also, well, and I've also always true. just been Spike as long oh, yeah. as Blaine's known me. So, like, I've been Spike. The, the since artist I, formerly known. My I've been a Spike. I've been Spike since I was 16 years old. There so. you go. That was since, a very long time since ago. Wawa, yeah. sir. Since Wawa. All right. So this is our our ragtag group of people. Blaine is our game master. This is our first episode. God help us all. In the actual play of it, we our last episode was character creation. And I'm going to be honest, the character creation for this, more interesting overall than when we did character creation for Star Wars. Well, because I think because this I'm has here. a... Yep, that's it. Well, no, this leans more into reality. So <laughs> I like immediately, the, nope, that's not the answer. <laughs> well, no, uh, it, it makes it more interesting because this is more based in reality. Sure. So the characters are automatically deeper because we are better associated with these. Yeah, and it asks you to make make decisions, but they're all decisions that like you've at least some touchstone. Right. And some of us aren't four armed dog Ben. That's true. Yeah. Also true. Or people that talk like this. Everybody talks like this. Uh, uh, I talk the same, but just more deadpan in Star Wars. Yeah, if you uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to the first series on Apom Plays, the West End Games D6 Star Wars adventure, which was a lot of fun. I'm sorry, Star I Wars. That. Yeah, I like the D6 also, Star Wars. Also, a lot. I think part of the problem with the D6 Star Wars system and, and character creation is there are so many options that a lot of it was us just trying to. Yep page through the like 7,000 races and figure out which one we wanted to play. It also is very stat heavy as opposed to like asking questions like who's your anchor? I'll be honest. Yeah. I already knew the race I wanted to play right, the moment course. you said Star Wars. Uh, because you have a yep. massive hard-on for the Chiss. As we, well, we all no, know that. just one of them. <laughs> this Chiss is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can't be angry at that given the jokes that we were making before we started recording. Uh, <laughs> much darker, much worse. I, I actually sent my girlfriend a link to uh, anthrop there's anthropologists now who are arguing that 
like monkeys and uh, bonobos and like one or the one of the other apes, maybe chimps, um, have entered the Stone Age, and that they've been in the Stone Age for uh, quite, quite some time. Um, because they're using stone tools and and uh, doing that, and it, it's been thousands of years that they've been in the Stone Age. I can't wait to see what happens when they enter the Bronze Age. Um, <laughs> and so that's when they start shooting us with guns. Did, did, um, did we leave them any bronze to enter yeah, into exactly, the Bronze right. Age with? Well, actually, one of the big arguments is that a lot of them didn't enter the Stone Age earlier because they were in parts of Africa where like stones are not super available to yeah. them. So, uh, I, I feel like the defining aspect of the stone age is like the discovery of fire which they really haven't really done anything with yeah i i think it's um i guess it depends like what your definition is because it's like when you use stones as tools to like break open other things that's like part of the defining thing um so but i said we are way off topic yeah so anyway (laughs) i sent my girlfriend this article and said this is awesome and when she started reading it i was like shit I made a terrible mistake. I should have said, this is bananas. <laughs> <laughs> to bring it back to Tales from the Loop. I hate everything Tales about this. Yep. Blaine Martin, will you please <laughs> take control of this and stop letting this Josh this go on a tangent? All right, so we, uh, I'm the GM, but it's not my podcast. That's true. All right, so we are about to begin now. So we were playing Tales from the Loop by Free League or Free Elegan, depending on uh, what, what language country, you're what country <laughs> or language you are speaking. It is an any award-winning role-playing game in the 80s that never was. Uh, inspired heavily by Stranger Things, but also any other kids on bike series, anything like it. Did, you wanna, you wanna did anybody ever read um, A Summer of Night or Summer of Night by Dan Simmons? Yes. No. no. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's a good Stephen King-esque, like, kids in a town fighting a cosmic oh, evil type thing. The one that uh, that never gets uh, gets the nod that I always try to, to give it to is um, Monster Squad. Oh yeah, Monster, Monster Squad is a good, a good defining, yep. defining movie of my childhood. Yeah, what absolutely. about what about House or House Two? Didn't see House. I mean, House, really? House yeah. I mean, re- and really, there's the the cornerstone of the entire genre, which is the Goonies. Yes, hundred percent. Oh, I thought you were about to say the Gate. The the Goonies are great. It doesn't work quite as well with these because it's not as straight up horror. Right. But, but to be quite honest, Tales from the Loop is not necessarily a horror. It yeah, is more of a you, Goonies where it's wanna, an adventure. Now, granted, I know, you, way. I, know, <laughs> yeah. I, I know you, Blaine Martin. This I is going to be a horror. Pod, I run a horror podcast. This is this is going to be Lynchian. Lynchian shtick, all right? <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of which, what are you going to do with us today? <laughs> or to oh, us? Oh, don't, don't ever leave it that open-ended. Yeah. So in episode one... I'm uh, making it interesting. Hey, actually, we didn't do a piece of the character creation that I thought was really interesting. Uh, you didn't ask us what our favorite song was. Oh, I'm sorry. I completely forgot. That's a good place to start. Uh, let's start with Spike. Spike, what is... Uh, what is? I'm going to eventually remember all of your names. What's Brad's favorite song? Assuming that while this is the 80s that never was, uh, that 80s music up to 1987 is roughly the same. Sure. I feel like as as a rebellious youth, it's got to be some sort of weird like hair metal, like we're not going to take it kind of, we're not, not going to take it. It's about no. as much, that's as much as we can sing without getting sued. Yep. Right. Um, so there yeah. it is. <laughs> so there it's, we go. Yeah. I, I don't know who that's by because I'm uh, terrible Twisted with it. Sister. That was Twisted Sister. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it's something like that. Cool. All right. So, uh, Josh, what is Cochran's... Uh-huh. Uh favorite song. Favorite I'm gonna song. I'm gonna say at the moment, uh in nineteen eighty seven Beethoven's fifth. Yep. <laughs> uh it's his ninth, sir. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> it goes to the ninth, the seventh, then the fifth. Um <laughs> My bad. Uh no, uh Madonna's Who's That Girl? Because every time he hears it he thinks he thinks of, of Victoria. Victoria, yep. Oh that's that's sweet. Uh so Chris, Wayne, Wayne McMurray. What is Wayne McMurray's favorite Wayne song? Wayne McMurray. <laughs> Is going to give a deep nod to the Northern European heritage of this game. Uh huh. 
from the sweet, sweet Norwegian band, Aha, uh-huh. Take On Me. Okay. All right. There we go. Uh, so we have established everyone's favorite song. Uh-huh. We are going uh, to start with Cochrane. These are just the coolest kids ever, by the way. <laughs> I think we've established that we when, definitely when, are not. <laughs> when we're not going to take it by Twisted Sister is the coolest song amongst yep. them. God help us all. Well, thanks, Blaine. I, I really appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. I have, I'm offended you don't love the AHA as much as I do. You know, uh, so Josh. Yep. What is Cochrane's bedroom like? All right, so it's 1987. He is, he's transitioning out of a lot of Star Wars stuff into the more late 80s, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's, he's getting into to Batman, but also just like, he's, <laughs> he's got a few, like, he's got like a bookshelf of like Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman novels Checks at out. this point, you know, some Frank Herbert is on there. So there's posters around. He's still got his Star Wars posters up, but he's also like, think, oh, uh, he's got a Tron poster up. Definitely. Of course. Of course um, absolutely. Like, uh, so yeah, so it's, it's a mix of like early 80s kids stuff that he hasn't quite taken down yet. And he's getting into the sci-fi books and, and things like that. I think that makes sense. All right, Chris, I'm going to ask you a question. What is one thing we see in Cochran's room that reveals that Cochrane has been grounded. Cochrane has been grounded. His always present l- laptop? Is that what it, the computer has been removed? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. right. There's parents, a big dusty yeah. like square they're, they're, on, on my his desk. desk. Yeah. There yeah. is a a very There's clean spot that is a, yes. a, uh-huh. a strangely clean spot. All right, Spike, same question to you. One thing that we see in Cochrane's room that reveals that he has been grounded. <laughs> Just boxes of Kleenex. No, actually, uh, Cochrane, this <laughs> being the early up on 80s the floor. and Cochrane being a computer geek, uh-huh. you know, his desk is covered in electronics and monitors and keyboards and everything. But weirdly enough, on a little, you know, a little on the side of the desk um, is a collection of kazoos oh. that he used. In the early 80s, you could... Play right. a certain tone uh-huh. into a, a payphone, Captain Crunch, and, and get free calls. Brown note, yep. and so he got called. He got caught doing that, which got him grounded. So yeah, it was like freaking the kazoos. Totally freaking. All right. Uh, so is that what actually got you grounded, the, so, the kazoos, or was there something else that got you? So my parents don't understand the kazoo thing. Like my <laughs> my parents don't understand like that the fact that I actually do have the Captain Crunch whistle. Uh, and so I've been uh, freaking for a little while, and I have I have a copy, a printed out copy of the um, the Anarchist Cookbook that uh, is because of course you do uh, just stuffed <laughs> under my bed. I have no desire to make thermite, but I would like to know how to. <laughs> Um, just in case. Just yeah, in case just you in case. Ever need it. There's a lot of there is a lot of iron filings in <laughs> Ferris Falls. To um, to go back to last episode, that was one of the reasons I ended up being brought home by the police when I was a child. Oh, really? Is was... I had the anarchist cookbooks and we would hollow out oranges and fill them with thermite with a fuse and oh, wow. take them back together and bring them to a field and set them off on a cinderbox. Did you get Sounds hold of right. magnesium strips from like the local, like your your school science lab? Yep. That, that's it's a thing I always wanted to do. Man, the anarchist cookbook is not something I've thought about for a good decade. Yeah, it's because it, it hasn't truly existed in its original form since the '90s. Right, just the uh, just some weird ASCII text in a in a text file. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, they. I've. I want to say I got grounded for trying out some new freaking techniques. And my parents didn't really understand and, and appreciate it. What, what was happening. Uh, did um, you try making napalm on your oven at home? No, no. This was much more of a like, like putting quarters into it and recording the tones mm. as I put the quarters in and then playing them back. I was hoping you were just melting styrofoam and gasoline on your no, kitchen. No, as far no. as I understand it, hope. true freaking is just hacking telephones. Yep. So. Yeah. All right. All right. So. Uh, Cochran, this evening, a group of some of the older kids have found a way to break into the high school. Okay. And they are having a giant manhunt game. Oh. In the closed down high school. Sounds really fun. (laughs) Can we 
skip the podcast and just go do this. <laughs> go back into high school. And, <laughs> all right, thank you for listening to Apom Plays. We're going <laughs> to go break into Drexel Hill High School real quick. Don't tell them where it is. They can connect us to this later. <laughs> so, the trick is we go to Ridley Park. edit that part out. <laughs> I, guess, I, mean, I could edit that part out. It's not live, is it? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, because anyone, no matter how nerdy or how much of a loner, wants to play manhunt in an abandoned fucking high school, you need to be there tonight. But you're grounded. You can hear, we're going to say it's about, we'll call it 6.30 family dinner uh, okay. just ended. Chris, what did they have for dinner? Oh, if this is 1980s Americana, you had... A casserole of some sort. Or pot uh, roast. Mm, no, 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 no. You had, you had instant mashed potatoes Okay, with mm. chicken cutlet. Okay. That you used your... Hamburger helper. Mm. And, oh, yeah. On the side there. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Hamburger helper. You had that red box at Instant Mash. And you rolled your chicken cutlet in some egg and bread breadcrumbs there. Uh-huh. The, the Italian kind with a little mm-hmm. bit of herbs and spices. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And, and, fried, that, and yeah. fried that up in the pan. Oh, that is just that straight actually, 80s. That sounds pretty good. Cool. I'm actually kind of salivating right. a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I need that. Um, so that's what you had for dinner. It's uh-huh. about 6.30. Dinner is done. You were uh, immediately sent up to your room. Uh, Spike, what are Cochran's parents watching on TV downstairs? What time was it you said? About 6.30. I feel like a family that produced Cochran, mm-hmm. they're, they're, watching the Wheel, they're watching Wheel of Fortune only... Because that's what's on before Jeopardy. Mm, that makes sense. That checks out. Mm-hmm. And they don't necessarily always watch TV this early, but because you're grounded right. and have been... Uh... I'm really upset that I'm going to miss my favorite show, which is Alf. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're not going to get to watch Alf. <laughs> not going to get to watch Alf tonight. So Don't lie. You love Cheers. I, but you sir, don't admit it. Sir, Ted Danson is fine, but he is no Gordon Shumway. <laughs> Who? <laughs> You know Ooh, off the top of cuts. your head, and I don't necessarily feel bad that I don't know that. Gordon Shumway is Alf's actual no, name. No, I yeah. Wait, what do you mean you don't actually? We, you don't actually I, know that. I I was joking. Oh, I, yeah. I was pretending I didn't know who Gordon Shumway was. Yes. No man should ever pretend he doesn't know who Gordon Shumway is. If that if I could make the title that long, I would. You can't edit that. I mean, I can't make the Which title that, that long. If you don't know who Gordon. Sh- <laughs> Episode was this about one. when you expected it to go off the rails? Right. Yes. <laughs> Shit, it went I'm off the rails. I'm amazed it on the rails at all. I feel like we had some good ideas during character creation. Sure. So, Josh, uh, Cochran, yep. uh, Cochran L. Ringer the Third. Yes, sir. You're grounded. That's right. Your parents are downstairs watching Wheel of Fortune. Uh-huh. And you really, really want to go to this manhunt game yep. tonight. You know that Brad and Wayne are going to be there. Uh-huh. Do you hope that Brad and Wayne are going to be there? Mm-hmm. How, how are you going to go about getting out of your house? Brad's the one who figured out how to break into the school. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So here's my and plan. Wayne, Wayne made sure nobody was going to be there. <laughs> I am very confident mm-hmm. that if I have my computer with me and I bring it to the school and I plug it into one of the monitors, mm-hmm. that we can make ourselves the most efficient manhunt map and we can become the best manhunt team there is. And that will very clearly impress Victoria. So, so you need, you I need, need to get there. So my plan is... To make Victoria wet. Yes. Wow. This is a 13-year-old girl we're talking about. <laughs> yes, and we're all 13 years old, so it's not weird. <laughs> Cochrane. It's, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. Um, <laughs> Now when you're 13, I guess have you forgot being what you were at 13? I actually didn't know that that was the thing that happened to girls when I was 13. I want to say, um, <laughs> well, that's why you're the bookworm, and I'm no, the no, like I, no, I'm, I agree with Josh. Like at 13, I knew how my anatomy worked, right? And I knew that there was this <laughs> thing called sex, and I had seen pictures, but I didn't know. Let's be honest, we all knew how our anatomy worked <laughs> very well. <laughs> I won't lie; I may or may not have been informed by. It older teenagers Fair. and I was I didn't know older teenagers <laughs> once again 
on sports yes, teams. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. May or may not have been uh, shown stuff a little bit too early. Yeah, that's fair. So I have it all worked out. Okay. I am going to play I'm some going smooth to, jazz. I'm going to put on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put on my music way too loud mm-hmm. to instigate my parents coming up to tell me to turn my music down or right. off because you're grounded or off because I'm grounded. When they do that, I will be there. But as soon as they walk out, I will then slip out, slip downstairs because there's a little roof by my window. I will, I will sort of drop down into a bush and slip in, grab my backpack with my computer in it, my bike, and bike off to the school. Okay. So I'm going to have you under items for the time being. Uh-huh. Write down uh, just cassette tapes. Okay. It's your music. Get yourself a Sony Walkman, bruh. Sure. And I'm going to have yellow. you make a <laughs> charm check. Okay. With an additional plus one because of your cassette tapes. Okay. So uh, whatever your heart plus charm plus one is. I got a one but n- and no sixes. All right. You fail. <laughs> <laughs> so you can push yourself. Uh, so there's Do two it. options here. You can spend a point of luck to reroll all of your dice. Okay. Or uh, you can mark a condition. Okay. Roll all of your dice. I'm assuming if there's you want no, to succeed. I'm assuming there's no mechanic for us assisting him. Not here, no. There are there is assisting. I'm gonna when we're together. I'm yeah. gonna take some luck to re-roll. Okay. There we go. I got a six. Okay. So I, you what 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 song do you put on? Do you put on I put on Thriller. Thriller? Yeah. Alright, you put on Thriller and you crank it. Yep. And you hear just an exasperated sigh from your father downstairs. How do I hear that over Thriller? That's how exasperated he is. <laughs> Echoing throughout the night. And then you hear oh. storming feet uh-huh. coming upstairs and your door thrown wide open. And your father says, what are you doing? You're, you're grounded. You're not supposed to be listening to music at all. You're right, Dad. I'm real sorry. I'll turn it down. All right, don't don't make me come up here again. I won't, Dad. I'm just going to go to sleep, I guess. There's nothing to do. Well, then maybe next time you'll think about playing with your thingamajig and whistling into the phone. You're right, Pop. And he slams the door and heads back downstairs. All right. I turn the music way down, but it's just at a low, low, enough volume to cover me making sounds. Okay. Now I'm going to have you give me a sneak roll. Oh, great. <laughs> this will go well. I did it. Two sixes. Damn. <laughs> All right. This will go well. well yeah. <laughs> Two sixes. You are silent like death. Like a ninja. <laughs> like American solid, ninja. Solid snake. <laughs> how do you how do you, you sneak down the steps? Falls so, out no, the window I, I, into I, a bush. I open the window. Um, and there's a real big bush right next to the bottom of it. So it's like a two-foot huge. drop. It's, it's huge. It's the biggest bush. <laughs> the biggest bush you've ever seen. It's like it's 1973 in here. In your infinite wisdom, you found this bush. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just drop onto that bush, uh, slip down, and then I, uh, I go into the garage where I know my parents hid my backpack. I grab it. I grab my bike. All right. And I so head you out. have your, your laptop, which is your signature item. Yep. Also, uh, under items, write down bike. Okay. And you head off towards the school. Cool. You uh, you pedal down. It's a the most stereotypical suburban street ever. White picket, picket fences all the way down. So the important question, two important questions. One, does Cochran's bike have a basket? No. It used to, though. He cut it off. Okay. Two, are there playing cards in the spokes? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Not so, playing cards, old baseball cards. Okay. So we hear that. Like, what baseball player is in the spokes of Cochran's bike? Oh, I already know. Wait, wait, wait. What state are we in? Colorado? Yes. Co- yeah, let's say Colorado. Shit, the, Rocky, the Rockies matter. didn't exist then. Um, Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> that's a little too late. He was 90s. Was he? Yeah. What about a Schmitty? 
I feel like um, oh Schmidt, yeah, Schmitty uh, or Lenny Dykstra. Lenny Dykstra. Mm, okay, Dykstra. just a couple Phillies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lenny, Lenny Dykstra and Wade Boggs. Now you know what? Bo Boggs, Wade Bo Boggs. Jackson, Bo Jackson, okay. Bo Jackson. Yeah, Wade you know Boggs what? and Bo Jackson. There you go. Yeah, no, Bo Jackson, uh, baseball and football cards. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, and some yeah, Wayne Gretzky both. cards. The, Raider, the Raiders the and the Kansas City Royals, uh-huh. because yes, I know these things. Uh-huh. <laughs> we know sports feet, people. Um, fun, fun. One of those weird nerds that youth, does both. Youth of Blaine, Blaine's youth fun fact. I was at the baseball game where Mike Schmidt pitched, and it was hit back directly into his forehead. Wait, Mike Schmidt pitched? Mike Schmidt was, was a third baseman. Yeah, he was a third baseman. Who was the Philly Mike Schmidt pitcher? was the best third baseman of all time. Wasn't there a Schmidt? Believe it or not. Kurt Schilling? Are you thinking of Kurt Schilling? Yeah, you're thinking of yeah, Schilling. Kurt. Sorry, Schilling. Schilling, yeah. The Schill. Yeah. Uh, uh, the man who destroyed Rhode Island uh, yes. economics uh, with his... Uh, with a, with video, a video game? game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen... Kingdoms of Amalur was not a bad game. Not a bad uh, game. Was, was, no, it was, was a it, really good game. It was really. the it was the hundred and fifty million dollars he was trying to raise for an MMO. For an MMO, yes, yes. That, that that caused the problem. Um, the game where <laughs> let's just go real <laughs> deep on Kurt Schilling in this podcast. Not, not no, not just Kurt Schilling, just Kurt Schilling in video games. Kingdoms of yeah, Amalur. We're not going to talk about the baseball. Yeah, <laughs> just um, the, hey, the bloody game, sock and Josh, everything. Josh, we know a history we where we can bring Spike into. Yep, yep there you go. <laughs> the game where he pitched and it was hit back and uh-huh. knocked him unconscious and almost mm. killed him. I thought you were about to say that you were at the game where Schmitty hit his 500th. No. I was going to say the that. 500. That'd be a heck of a thing. Um, okay, so yeah, that's that's what's happening in my so mind. down the street. <laughs> so, the adventure... <laughs> Which is making this stealthy exit going dig it dig it dig it dig it dig it dig it Yep, exactly. <laughs> and the father's just sitting in the watching Jeopardy like that motherfucker. You no, know, hearing a light Michael Jackson upstairs. Yeah, yeah, a light Michael Jackson. So you <laughs> actually no, at the time still a dark still Michael Jackson. Still somewhat dark Michael Jackson. Yeah, light, yeah. <laughs> another ten years, very light. So you drive through the center of town. Uh-huh. And you drive by. Uh, Quarter Up, your favorite arcade. Oh, I love Quarter Up. The only arcade. Yep. And you hear momentarily the sound of something sharp being dragged across glass. Okay. And it's that high-pitched squeal that kind of gives you chill down your bones. Okay. I don't like it. I'm going to pedal faster. All right, you pedal faster, and you drive down, and you get yourself to the high school. Cool. Yeah, I feel like Cochran's not the one who's investigating that sound. Nope, definitely not. It certainly ain't me. Where, when you eventually play Manhunt, what's going to be safe? What room is going to be safe? Who are you asking this? To Cochran. Sorry, Josh. Oh. Cochran. <clears throat> well, I mean, do I get to decide what's safe, or, or are you just asking me? I'm asking what, what, Josh. What, what room is going to be safe? What the students have decided is going to be safe. Um, Home ec. That way you can have a sandwich. <laughs> oh, shit. That is a great idea. That's uh, a really good... Yeah, let's say home ec. That's actually that's a great idea. All right. So the home ec room yep. will be safe when you... Because this is the 80s, and hey, you still had home ec. Hey, yep. now I'm hungry. Who wants to order a pizza? <laughs> I only have that a is not a joke. I only have a dollar in cash, but I'm in. <laughs> I'm not asking you to pay. I'm asking who's going to eat pizza. I mean, I I'm eat. intermittent fasting, so I'm I would. Saying. I would eat. Josh, pizza I have automatically pizza. assumed you're always not in. Well, that, that's that's not always true. All right. So every Saturday. Every Saturday, I'm I'm in. From like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right. That's right. So, thank you, I'm yeah. <laughs> Spike. Yeah. What? Uh, what does Brad's room look like? I feel like Brad's room is actually because his dad works three jobs and his mom has a drinking problem and he just is at home as little as humanly possible. I feel like his room is kind of a diorama of what like a younger football star's room looks like. He's got there's trophies on the wall. There's jerseys hanging up, but. There's dirty clothes all over the floor. Everything's got a small layer of dust on it. Like, it hasn't really been touched in a long time. So, like, it, it, it's what you would think of, like a jock's room would look like. But 
no one spent longer than like an hour in there in a couple of years. That makes sense. Josh, what is going on with Brad's family that Brad is home tonight? Since he spends so much time away, uh-huh. there is something specific tonight that he had to be home for. Um, so they weren't going to be home. They were actually going to go out for a family dinner. But Chi-Chi's. Um, to uh, I, to um, the ground round. No, it's it's just a it's a Mexican restaurant called uh, Padre Mike's. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> You're breaking the alliterative rule we have for locations. I, Padre, Padre Pete's. Pete's. <laughs> Padre Pete's. Padre Pedro's. Well, I feel like the like the appeal of Padre Mike's is that it's like the least Mexican name. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like Padre. Pizza. I mean, there is an actual restaurant out in Lancaster that is Tony Chan's, uh-huh. which I don't know if it's Mexican or I don't know if it's Chinese or uh, if it's Italian, but Padre, it's Tony Chan's. Uh, Padre, uh, well, we'll, Padre Pistolas. Uh, we'll call, call it Padre Prague. Um... <laughs> With the best Mexican like, German. Wait, 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 wait. This is this is very important. Prague, like P R O G, like Genesis gets played all the time, or Prague P A R, you know, Prague like the city Prague. Okay, it's spelled like the second one, but the first one is still true. <laughs> I mean, it's the late eighties, of course. Genesis is fucking lousy in this place. Plenty of Genesis playing, but there is also a weird fusion of food going on. Uh huh. All right. uh, so they were supposed to go to Padre Prague and uh, stuffed cabbage tacos. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> nothing about that's okay. <laughs> you know uh, what? I would have tried it though. But I would. as as although goulash nachos doesn't sound terrible. It doesn't sound terrible. Um, uh, the parents got into an argument, uh, and uh, mostly because uh, mom's being real difficult because she's been hitting it since real early in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so everybody they didn't get like dressed up to go to Padre Prague, but like people are people are ready to go out to dinner, and it just ain't happening. But mom's been hitting those hefeweizen margaritas yes, real hard. Exactly. <laughs> Boots Farm, man. <laughs> I don't like anything about where this went. I want you to imagine Padre Prague is the kind of place that. Patrick Bateman would go. Oh yeah, um, yeah. like yeah. the uh, just because of how ridiculous it is. Again, anyway, I'm only going. Blaine, what what <laughs> terrible train wreck are you trying to get on with this? <laughs> this is literally just going to be a, a podcast of outtakes. It's just yeah. going to be us creating the worst town in America in 1987. <laughs> hey, what? hey, do you not want to live in a place, <laughs> Chris? Yes, Blake. What specifically um, were Brad's parents arguing about? Oh, about that new technology <laughs> and how they don't like it. They were arguing about that? <laughs> they were arguing well, about a thing that you just implied they're in agreement on. <laughs> I didn't agree. Well, no. You the, said that they don't like it. They, well, there, there are specifically... You're arguing about how much they don't like it. One of them doesn't like it more than the other one. Okay. They're arguing about it because the father is pro, the mother is con. Sure. There we go. There you go. That sounds way more intellectual than a dad and his drunk wife, but sure. <laughs> yes. And, but what if it's just like a robot that does her housework for her? And, and she wants one, and he won't pay for it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And that can, or maybe she's upset that she feels like obviated by it, right? So there that you go. she's yeah. against it, and he is like, "No, so make life easier." And she's like, "Oh, so what? What's it going to do to her? Are you going to sleep with it? Are you going to like? Gonna, it's going to take, take my job. Bed? Like, well, it's more like, are you going to sleep with it? Because she's hammered. Yep. <laughs> so, sleep it." With their Hefeweizen. Are you going to get um, one with big knockers, Bob? Is that, is that what you do? So very briefly, uh, Chris. Yes. Give me uh, one indication as we kind of pan through the house of the trouble between uh, both of the parents. Oh, there is definitely one of those fancy new housekeeper robots 
washing the dishes at the sink. All right, and Josh, one indication that there is trouble between... Does it have to be obvious, or can it be something that's... No, it could be something that camera pans over very briefly. Okay, so in Dad's personal study... He's um <clears throat> he has Naked a robot models. No, he has he has a he has a newspaper open uh to the back in the personals and he's like clearly been looking at escort services. Mm. And you yeah. call that not obvious? Well, I mean it's his, it's in his office. <laughs> yeah. It's not like out where his wife can see it. Okay. Okay. All right, Brad. Be Brad. You... <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to change my name. (laughs) (laughs) So did every Brad in America. (laughs) Your family had this one, once a month, you do this. You do this thing where as a family... Ritually kill people. Pretend (laughs) like things aren't fucked. And you go out... The friendlies. To some... Slightly above average restaurant. <laughs> oh, Chi-Chi's. Padre Prague. Padre, Padre Prague, Friendly's, Chi-Chi's. Something that's not fancy. We only not, have the Not the diner. So like a sizzler. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I get the fajitas. Um, a Ponderosa, as you, as you might. Yeah, Ponderosa. That was my family's go-to yep. uh, fancy restaurant. I went to Ground Round. I, we did Ground Round we, in Montgomeryville. We, Ground Round wasn't our fancy restaurant, but it was a go-to. That's where we went every New Year's Eve. Uh, Ground Round potato skins. God, uh, I loved the, it. The, pop, I, the popcorn machine, man. Yeah. No, I went. I and, went. I went there and for the Sundays in the base plastic baseball cap. No, I went to the Ground Round for fried shrimp and French fries and the Simpsons arcade game. Okay, that was the mm, reason I went mm-hmm. to. I want to say Ponderosa had a build your own Sunday bar. They did, and that's, that's and that was my like thing. I don't know if I've ever been in a Ponderosa. They didn't last long, I don't think. Mediocre, <laughs> mediocre steaks with decent baked potatoes, and like a, they always had a, like a, a buffet line of appetizers. It's like mm-hmm. a crappier Ruby Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, apparently, they're what also the hell are we talking owned about? by there are still Bonanza. Yeah, there is at least one Ponderosa out in Harrisburg. Okay. So. So we have a Ponderosa. Okay, so once a month we go out and try to pretend that we're a normal family. Yep. And uh, tonight it... It went south. It went south. But you are still... South of the border? Kind of expected to be around. But there's this manhunt game. That, I mean, I... Well, and I, I I have to go to the manhunt game because I'm the one who figured, out, figured how out how to break into, into, the, into the house, break into the school. Mm-hmm. So like you 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 want to be there because it's a manhunt game and an abandoned school, cool as shit. Not abandoned, but closed school. Right. Cool as shit. You also have to be there because you are the one who figured out how to get in. Okay. How how are you gonna duck? Your uh, your family. Oh, that's easy. I make my mom a gin and tonic, mm-hmm. and then I wait until her and dad are in the same room, and I say something about how awesome the new uh, the new dishwashing robot <laughs> is. And then while they go out, it I just walk out the front door. Yep. Okay. <laughs> well, much like the last scene, give me a charm roll. <laughs> um. I'm also under items going to have you write down a uh, bottle of gin. <laughs> Which would you rather have a bottle of gin or a cleaning robot? Bottle of gin. All right. Okay. Uh, write down bottle of gin, and that is going to give you one extra die on this roll. Sorry, I'm like reading the history of Ponderosa and Bonanza. <laughs> Uh, I hope you sixes. keep all of this in. All right. Uh huh. So you make your mother a gin yeah, and tonic. First two episodes are four hours long. Yep. And then uh, <laughs> you mention how well the new uh, cleaning robot is doing. At which point your mother proceeds to, this is entirely out of character, but it shows how angry she is, throw the gin and tonic against the wall. 
and start screaming at your father something along the lines of, "Oh, is she just gonna fuck you too? Is that what this is? Is that is that the next is that the next evolution in robot technology?" <laughs> no. That, let's be honest. That was the That's first, first evolution, evolution of, of yeah. robot technology. The whole point of robot technology <laughs> is to eventually get to a robot. Robot second. robots were invented by lonely nerds. Let's. Yep. That's how this worked. <laughs> so you have uh, sufficiently distracted your parents <laughs> in the most messed up way possible. Yeah, I mean it's not great, dude. You grow up. You grow up with messed up parents. You do what you you, you learn how to manipulate that shit to your own effect. You uh, do what you need to do. Yep. You head outside. And you hear the telltale clipping as you watch. Um, as I watch Cochrane, Cochrane uh-huh. fly by with his uh, dual Bo Derek cards clipped. What? Bo Derek? Bo Derek? Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson cards clipped into. I would save a Bo Derek card. I wouldn't put it in my <laughs> in my spokes. How are you? Uh, do you have a, do you have a bike? I feel like I have um, I have stolen a moped. All right, I keep behind the garage. Uh, so also under equipment, write down moped, stole comma stolen. <laughs> that may come up. I later. should I should write that under bottle of gin as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pretty much stolen. everything everything yeah. will be comma stolen on my sheet. Troublemaker. Yep. I mean, I'm assuming that gives me a plus one to like move. Just in general, if you can give me a reason why you're using it, it'll give you a sweet, one. sweet moped tricks. Um, so again, any item that you choose, if you can, if you justify can logically justify that you are using an item, it will give you an extra die. Okay. You can logically conclude that you are using your signature item. It gives you two dice. Gotcha. So you are just. Mopedding around town. Oh wait, can I change that? Sure. I, I I feel like as a true delinquent, it should be a loud ass dirt bike. Even better. Okay. <laughs> you you rev up that Kawasaki Kawasaki dirt bike, and you head down uh, towards the school. And you uh, you drive by leisurely lanes, the bowling alley. There's Josh, tell me about the Leisurely Lanes bowling alley sign. What does it look like? Um it's well it's neon and it has basically it's it's flashing neon so that there's a ball that sort of flashes three different places so it looks like it's rolling down and then the pins so the ball's in pink, the pins are in blue. And when the ball reaches the pins, they have a, a different neon like thing where they look like they've been they tumble hit. over. Right, yeah. Although just to add to that, uh-huh. I feel like at least one pin uh-huh. doesn't fall over. Okay. Because at some point Brad has shot that pin out with a BB gun. That's fair. So I was also thinking that the leisurely lanes sign itself is neon, but not all of the letters are lit up. So it probably says like L- Lizu Ains something like that <laughs> Lee Lane Lizu Lane Ains so you you seen some better days drive on yeah. by Lizu Lanes Lizu Ains uh-huh <clears throat> sounds like a condition and um <laughs> you watch you you have driven by enough times to know the progression of the sign the ball the ball the ball the lane the pins falling over and this time you watch as the mall moves from the first spot to the second spot to the third spot. When the pins would normally fall over, there's this kind of click and hiss of neon on a kind of foggy night. And the pins are gone. There's just kind of a pure and utter inky shadowy blackness where the pins used to be okay it's kind of weird that is kind of weird <laughs> I, f- I mean i feel like i would probably go take a look at that well no i would think about going to take a look at that but everyone's relying on me to break into the school because i'm the only one who knows how 
So I'm going to go do that. All right. So you stop for a moment and you watch. And again, it kind of goes ball in spot one, ball in spot two, ball in spot three. Inky blackness. Inky blackness. Ball in spot one, ball in spot two, ball in spot three. Inky blackness. Then the third time, it's ball in spot one, ball in spot two, ball in spot three. Then the pins are back and they topple over. Hmm. And then you continue on your way because you are are responsible for this manhunt game happening. All right. All right. So. You're not going to ask me how I figured out how to break into the school. Yeah, actually, that's how did you how did you figure out how to break into the school? So the school has a night janitor. And I, I, I figured that I figured out that at a certain time, right before the end of his shift, the night janitor goes out for a smoke on the roof. Um, and so earlier today, while I was skipping class, I went to the roof door and I put a piece of tape over the locking mechanism mm. of the door. Mm. And then I stole one of Mr. McMurray's ladders uh, and put it up in an unobtrusive place near the school so we could all climb the ladder, get to the roof. Or I could climb the ladder, get to the roof, yeah. and then walk downstairs and open the front doors. It's a good, uh, nice, simple, simple, easy plan. What could, what, what what could, could go, go wrong? wrong? The mind boggles. Wayne. Yes? My first question, what, what kind of farm does your family own? Ooh. Uh, well, like any farm, we kind of rotate things. But well, we established earlier that you have cattle and robots and, robo- cattle and, and robots. robots. Yeah, yeah. No, cattle and a, robots. It's it's a mix of like animal husbandry. This and is gonna happen. Some... This is gonna happen once this podcast. I want to get it out of the way. I like robots, and I cannot lie. All right, we're done. All right. <laughs> Thank you for that. A mix of animal husbandry and general plant. You know, oh, like some... some corn, garlic, whatever. You know, whatever, whatever's selling hot. Yeah, exactly. All right, so what does Wayne's bedroom look like? Well, there's definitely posters of Jane Fonda circa 1968 Barbarella mm, and yeah. Kathy Ireland to mm, be the most uh-huh. up-to-date mm-hmm. of the 1980s. And, of course, then we got, uh, you know, some Bo Jackson memorabilia. We got He's a huge Wayne Gretzky fan because that's actually what his dad named just, him after. Just, because just leaning into Letterkenny, aren't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, no. that's the well. That's that's what McMurray named him after his sports hero, Wayne Gretzky, because he thinks he's a real up and coming ice hockey player. Because this is still the eighties, like you do. So he named him that in nineteen seventy four. Yeah, because the Wayne... Before Wayne Gretzky ever started playing hockey. It's the 80s that, that never were. Right, <laughs> but go. it's not the 70s that never were. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. He just implies it. <laughs> All right. He doesn't Man, really... I saw, I saw, that, kid, I saw, I saw that kid play a junior's game, and I knew he was going to be something it's special. Called, <laughs> it's, it's called backpedaling, just like I'm doing right now. I mean, I actually, here's the thing. 1974... Only four years before Gretzky started playing. Oh, I know he's been. He was in the yeah. league forever. We'll pretend. We'll he, pretend. Said, he saw. He saw we'll Gretzky. Pretend play. he was born in 1957. Well, he right. thought. He thought. He thought Wayne. Okay. He thought Wayne Gretzky was the best college freshman right. hockey player he'd ever we'll, seen. We'll, we'll, we'll read kind of like this. My character Wayne has taken Wayne Gretzky as, as his like power his, animal. Yeah. Yeah. His, it's go. a spirit beast. Okay. <laughs> spirit beast. Spike. Give me one thing we see on this farm that is an indication that the farm is starting to struggle. Um, the cat, they do have cows because as we've established, Brad has gone cow tipping there, but they're like, you see cows and you think of a certain girth and healthiness to the cow. Cause you're fattening them up for the slaughter. These cows, you're, you're starting to see some ribs and you're starting to see they're a little sickly, uh, not sickly. They're just, you know, again, you're not. They should underfed. be. Yeah, they're underfed. They should be. They should right. be fattened up, but they're. They, I mean, they look like they look like the cows that you see in India, which aren't unhealthy cows because they're revered, <laughs> but they're just not being 
fatten up for slaughter. So they're, you know, a little thinner. Makes sense. Josh, Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that we see um, that indicates that this farm is starting to struggle. So uh, in the sort of long barn area where they kind of keep everything, uh, a storm hit uh, a couple of months back and tore some of the the metal plating, the the sheet, uh, the corrugated sheet metal off the roof, Mm -hmm. and it has not been replaced. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. And they're missing a ladder. <laughs> Mysterious. And they are dead. The camera pans to find one fewer ladders in the. <laughs> There's like a rack of ladders. And Mr. McMurray's like one. hands on hips, just looking around all angry. Like, <laughs> where's that goddamn ladder? Where's that ladder? Where's that ladder? Where's that ladder, <laughs> that ladder at? <laughs> Bonnie? <laughs> Bonnie? <laughs> Them damn Americans t- taking out a ladder again. So, Wayne, over the past couple of months. You've always worked on the farm, but like, of course. there's been exceptions made for you being a student, you having a social life. The last couple of months, that just has not been happening. You've been working more and more hours, getting less and less downtime. Your general social life has essentially disappeared. Mm-hmm. So tonight you worked, we'll say again, it's about 6.30 or so. Yeah. And you just stopped working. And now you're, you're, are are your parents together? Oh, yes. Now, this is one of those uh, farms that all hands on deck. Yeah. No, you're there until you're dead. All right. So you, you just stopped working. And your mother has prepared a very nice dinner. Josh, what did uh, what did they make? Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Fucking love meatloaf. Um, so it's just the fanciest meatloaf. She baked it with some ketchup. On oh, top. I was gonna oh, say Heinz. So gross. Um, just just some nice ketchup, just baked right into the top of it. Don't don't forget the the black pepper on top. Yeah, and uh, she made it with some mashed potatoes and gravy. Instant mash. Um, and they, they they live on the farm. They, they live on a farm. Potatoes. They have real potatoes. Yeah, I, I feel no, like they it. sell the potatoes for money. They use potato flakes for the. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this is a. She wanted to be fancy. Sure. Yeah. So she wanted to be real nice. She used real real potatoes, potatoes with bacon bits on top. Now real bacon, bacon bits, bacon bits. Uh, they don't. You don't have pigs. <laughs> uh, and uh, and green beans. Mm. That sounds real good. Yeah, it does sound good. Uh, again, I would eat that. <laughs> Once again, going although, to be ordered. Although we do have to start remembering that it was the 80s and food was bad. Uh, food wasn't fancy. Yeah. It wasn't fancy. That sounds delicious. I would eat the I don't yeah, know. We, we, the, the, the foods that we have described here, like breaded chicken cutlets and meatloaf, we ate those as, like, yeah. as kids. Yeah, no, that's what, what we ate. Wait, like, whoa, we whoa, whoa. What food. do you mean as kids? I think I made, it, <laughs> I made meatloaf, granted, not with ketchup but with barbecue uh, sauce mm, I mean, I would, stuffed meatloaf with mozzarella i would mess that up <laughs> yeah no i did it was good anywho <laughs> so that's what your your mom has prepared uh and your family is expecting you and the rest of your family to sit down and mm-hmm, have a mm-hmm. do you have any do you have any siblings oh yes we got like four of them so your family is is expecting all of the kids to sit down. Proper Irish Catholic farm family. To, to eat this delicious meal that your mother has prepared. But. What what in the butt? There's a manhunt game at school tonight. That I mean, I, you have to be at. Of course. I, does the, man, the manhunt game is going to start after dark. Like, everyone's going to have eaten dinner by then. Don't you judge his fucking opinions on it's what a late dinner is. This is farm dinner. We also, don't have, how long we don't have it, dinner until the sun sets. Yeah, how long does it take you to get to the school? Well, I'm out of the farm, so right. I'm at the very edge of town. Mm, right. That's fair. And you don't have a fancy stolen dirt bike like I do. So. Correct. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what I got in a second when Blaine asked me. I mean, Blaine. we've already established that 
the rest of you have eaten. Well, I mean, you haven't eaten dinner, Spike, because you your, your dinner shit and your family's terrible, <laughs> terrible. Uh, but Josh's family has already eaten dinner and finished. Uh, this happens to be a late dinner because they're working late hours because the farm is fucked. Yeah, well, that when you don't stop working until you don't stop chore until the sun's down. That's right. So, how are you, Wayne? Going to get out of this dinner? Well, our barn where we keep the mechanical devices, aka robots, are at a further distance from the house because my parents mm-hmm. are, even though embracing change, still not a hundred percent sure of it. They need to get some work done on them, or at least that's what I tell them. In fact, I've already fixed said rob- robots to be used in the field tomorrow. And I'm going to just say, I need a little bit extra time. And then I'll take a plate of food with me, head out there, and get them up and running for to work in the fields tomorrow. When, in fact, I'm going to head over, hop in my international harvester pickup truck uh-huh. that I have a license for because... I work on a farm. Only on the property. Yeah. I still take it off the property because, let's be honest. Because it's the 80s and no one gives a shit. Exactly. And I want to take my IH down to the school for the manhunt. Uh, That checks out. So, much like the last two scenes, I'm going to have you... Let's see. What do you... Would you like the... Sneak? IH truck. Oh, that, yeah. Or the play a mechanical farmhand to be your item. Oh, you mean one, take one of the robots oh, with no, me? So, so we'll follow with the trend of the vehicle being your second item. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I feel like I feel like an '80s robot probably not what you would take to yeah. a manhunt man man game where you're going to try. I, to I already have my German <laughs> Shepherd. I mean, what would be a good? Why don't you take like a universal tool? That'll be the like thing that you waved at uh, your parents to be like, "Got to go out and fix those uh, those yeah, robots." Uh, the knife wrench. Yep. <laughs> uh, so you've got a knife wrench, uh, which I'm going to allow you to give you a plus one on your charm check okay. to uh, lie to your parents uh, about going out to fix these robots that you've already fixed. One six. Thank God. That's a, that's, there it is. That is I, a... I got only, to roll three dice. Am I the only one here who's good at charm? Yes. Prob- the way we've built our characters, yes, yeah, probably. I yeah, I had five dice. So my, mom, my knife wrench gave me a plus one charm. Your mom's yep. uh, visibly distraught that you're not going to be joining them for dinner. Uh, but your dad's like, you know, darling, he's got to go out. He's he is He's the one on this farm that's good with the tinkering, and he's got to... We need those. We know. We need those robots to to handle handle the workload tomorrow. He's got to go do it. And your mom's like, "All right, well, that's." I wish I could have all my all my boys here at the dinner table with me, but you know, that's knife wrench. But times are tough. And so you head out towards the barn, and then your second item is going to be your. Uh, International Harvester, Harvester truck. Pickup truck. Somehow we ended up with a pickup truck in this game. You know, <laughs> it's all I'm about not... imagination. Spike. I have a you bicycle, gotta... you have a dirt bike, and he's got a pickup truck. Yeah, we've just been one-upping each other yeah. since the beginning. <laughs> Problem? I don't see it. <laughs> so you Bam. head towards town. Oh, don't worry. I've got some comeuppance. <laughs> wow. What, just because I'm better at imagining things? Wow. <laughs> Quiet bike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, he's got cards in the spokes of his That's wheels. Right. His bike sounds like a machine Yeah, gun. but we had to give him these cards, all right? So on, he didn't know who Bo Jackson was when he right. put the cards no in. No idea. <laughs> I don't on, know, Bo. On your way <laughs> from the farm to town, you, know Bo. you drive by... Uh, I was not the one who called Bo Derrick. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that fair. You drive by uh, Handyman Harris's Hadron Repairs. Uh-huh. Josh, what is the name of Handyman Harris's other assistant? Oh, um, he did we establish he already has one assistant? 
Uh, Clyde. So, Wayne. Uh, yeah. You drive by Handyman Harris's Hadron Repairs. Mm-hmm. And you notice uh, that Handyman Harris's is, is, his vehicle is already gone. Mm-hmm. But Clyde's isn't. And Clyde, we'll say, is another teen. Mm-hmm. He's maybe two grades ahead of you. And as you drive by, you see Clyde leaving the building, locking the door, and moving towards his car. And then you see an unusual shadow descend upon Clyde. And you hear an awful scream. What do you do? I turn hard on the wheel, start laying on the horn, turn on my high beams, blasting right on top of them. All right. You lay on the horn and turn on your high beams. And as soon as the high beams touch the spot where Clyde was, this the shadowy figure that had enveloped Clyde screeches. And it's kind of like the sound of something sharp running across glass. Then it's gone. And Clyde's body is laying in front of you, in front of the truck. Okay. Uh, hop on out, scoop up Clyde, throw him in, the, in my truck. As soon as you scoop Clyde up, Clyde is very dead. Oh. And you look at Clyde's body. And all of the exposed skin is covered in those tiny little cuts that, like, glass makes that at first are barely visible because there are so many of them. You see crisscrosses of blood covering Clyde. Okay, I see that. Then I hop back in my own truck and peel out. Now, I have a question. Is the police station pre- or post high school where we're about to have a manhunt. Spike, is the police station pre or post high school? What does that mean? What do you mean by pre or like, post? Is it before, before? Like, would I get to the police station before or after the high school? It is pre. Okay. Uh, I pull up to the police station real quick. Mm-hmm. Hop on out. Go inside real quick. All right. Uh, Josh, what is the deputy's name? Charles Buchanan Mumford. Do we, do we the third? Do you hate him, Josh? What's that? It's like, do you hate Blaine? Is that no, why you give him super I love elaborate? Blaine. He's a fan of particularity, and Charles Buchanan Mumford is a very particular name. That is that is true. <laughs> and it's true. Uh, Chuck Chuck Mumford, uh, the deputy Chucky yeah. Mums, as he's known. <laughs> uh, okay, we've gone too far. <laughs> He's just Wayne. Uh, good to see you, friend. Yeah, I wish it was under better circumstances there, but uh, my bud Chuck. Um, listen, mm-hmm. do me a favor. Are you the only one working tonight? Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. Uh, head back over to Harris's real quick. I think Clyde's still there, but I could have sworn I saw something laying near his truck. And to be quite honest, I'm no hero and I'm no police officer. So that's th- good. You, you came here first. I need you to check that out real quick. And then um, I know some of my friends are out on town. Check Nark. that out. Nark. <laughs> check that out. I need. No. Listen, I know some of my friends are out and about. They might be over at the bowling alley and whatnot. I need to make sure that they're OK. But. All right, please Wayne, well, check on Clyde uh, for me. Thank you, thank you for the the. Are you you're gonna go to check that I'm out right gonna... now? Right. He gets up very slowly. Uh, he doesn't look terribly. Would you like me to go with you? No, that's all. Right. You you're you're a boy. <laughs> yes, I am a boy. Thank you for noticing. And then I walk <laughs> back outside. Apparently, and typical teen angst disgust. That you're not taking me seriously at my ripe old age of 13. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I head to the high school. All right. Uh, my question for you, Chris. Uh, what are the two home bases? What what rooms are going to be the home bases? For, uh, okay. Um, oh. For the opposing opposites of all high schools. Theater and the gym. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. 
All right. Uh, before we wrap this up. Although episode, in a small town high school, those are probably the same room. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Ooh, we got a, a boon of extra money from the Hadron Collider that's just uh, screwing up the town. Mm. Mm-hmm. So which side are the three of you on? The gym or the theater? I have a feeling we're actually like the organizers almost, just because you're Spike's character is one that found the way into the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're going to be on a side. I mean, we're not. It's not like well, it's well, not like we're going to be the manhunt refs. I think yeah. by <laughs> default we're on the gym side because gym you guys side, were yeah. on the. We're, we're with football yeah. players. So. Two out of three of us are. Yep. Jock heavy. Or right. the gym side. And that is where we will wrap this episode. Great. Join us next week. Nope. Join us in two. Join next. us in two. Join weeks. us in fifteen days. Join Four. us in. 15 days when Wait, we so this, find out how this, this podcast game... is every 15 days it's the first and the 15th of every month there we go uh-huh. or next episode join us next time join <laughs> us in 14 days and 24 hours <laughs> uh when we will see how this game of manhunt plays out all right yes thank you for listening to apom plays from the all ports open network if you're a Patreon backer, uh, thank you very much. If not, head on over to patreon.com slash allportsopen. And for a buck a month, you can get this show six weeks early. Uh, also, a weekly comic and uh, other podcasts that we do a little bit early as well. Uh, so that'll do it for this episode. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. If you have any thoughts about this, you can always find us on allportsopen.com or email us podcast at allportsopen.com. This episode starred Blaine Martin, Chris Tasheda, Chris Zumsky, and Joshua Wise. Apon Plays was produced by Chris Zumsky and Joshua Wise. This episode was edited by Joshua Wise. Head on over to allportsopen.com for more episodes of Apon Plays, including our Star Wars adventure and our Alien RPG adventure.